Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Bethesda Church. So glad that you're in God's house today. Listen, we got a huge group at Winterfest this weekend, 75 of us down here worshiping Jesus together. Make sure that you say a prayer for our students for safe travels back home. Today, I have the privilege of introducing our speaker. Jason and Christy Reif have been our interns here at Bethesda Church since October. They are currently going through the ministerial internship program through the Church of God, and we have had the pleasure of having them right here at Bethesda Church. And so today, you're going to get to hear from Pastor Jason. I'm going to ask that you do me a favor. Would you stand to your feet, and would you give a big Bethesda welcome as Pastor Jason Reif comes to share God's Word with us today? Praise the living God in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody praise the name of Jesus in this place. Hallelujah. The Lord of lords and the King of kings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all pray for me. I've been dealing with uh, the man cold. Amen. Every wife in here just rolled their eyes. Now, Pastor Chad just preached on relationships. Amen. But no, it truly is an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, I'm just, I, I, I just love you all so much. You guys have received us. Uh, you know, from the time that we walked in the door, we felt love. We felt like we belong here. We felt received. Hallelujah. And I just want to thank each and every one of you all. It's been an honor and a pleasure to attend church with you, to serve with you. It's just been so good. And I want to thank Pastor Chad and Pastor Karen. We just love them so much. We've learned so much since we've been here. But as I was preparing to speak, I had actually prepared a different message, and the Lord just kept dealing with me on this particular topic. And when Pastor Tony was here the other day, he told us a story about how he was in the airport, and when he was in the airport, he had a, a catch in his neck. Amen? And as he was walking through the airport, he looked over and he saw a chiropractor. And uh, he went over into the chiropractor. He said, man, this is a blessing. I'm going to go ahead and get lined out here. And when he was talking to the chiropractor, the chiropractor, you know, Tony said, he said, it's kind of strange seeing a chiropractor in an airport. And the chiropractor said, yeah, we notice with travelers, they carry so much baggage that they get pulled out of alignment. Amen. And there's a message right there that so often we carry baggage that we shouldn't be carrying. So often we carry things around that we should not be carrying. So I want to speak to you on the topic of will you leave it behind. I'm going to be ministering to you out of the book of John chapter 4. I would that everyone would stand up, greet a neighbor, and ask them, will you leave it behind? Now ask somebody else if they'll leave it behind. Amen? Just leave it behind. We carry around so much stuff we don't need to be carrying. And if you would remain standing, I'm going to pray over the service. Father, 
I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, and I just thank you, God. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for the privilege to speak your word, Lord. I ask your anointing on this service, God. I pray, God, that you touch my lips, God, that you speak here tonight. And, Lord, I just ask you to touch hearts, God. Touch minds, Lord. Lord, give me the strength and the wisdom to speak it as you would have it spoken in this place today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I got two stand-ups out of you. That's good. Everybody's good in the wake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm going to start here in, in John chapter 4, and we're just going to go through some scripture here, and I'm going to minister to you on different parts of this scripture. And we all, everybody familiar with the woman at the well? Amen. Well, let's dig in here a little bit. The Bible says in, in John 4 and 4, and he must needs go through Samaria. That word needs, I looked it up in the Greek dictionary, and it's pronounced they. And it means it was necessary. So we find out here that it was necessary for Jesus to go through Samaria. Amen. See, God sometimes has a divine appointment with people. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God for divine appointments. I think somebody in here may be here because it may be a divine appointment. It's not by chance that you've come today. But we read here that this was not the normal route for the Jews to travel to Judea or to Galilee from Judea, rather. Normally, they would go up, go around, go across the Jordan River, go up, cross back around the Jordan River. But the Bible says that he must needs go through Samaria. Amen. Um, there was a great clash in these days. The Samaritans and the Jews, they didn't have a great relationship. Amen. But uh, who in here knows that God will meet us right where we need him to, when we need him to, no matter what the circumstance. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what's going on in our life, God will meet us if we will meet with him. Amen. And then we read in the 7th and ninth verse, the Bible says, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. See, there were great racial tensions between the Samaritans and the Jews. They had a hatred one for another. In fact, according to the Bible scholars, there was physical violence between the two, sometimes resulting in death. But who in here knows that Jesus doesn't let race, hallelujah, social status, financial status, how much wrong you've done, what kind of mess you've gotten into, what kind of reputation you may have, what kind of baggage you may have, stop him from loving you and from wanting to help you and to save you. Amen? See, he had a divine appointment with this woman. Do we have faith to believe in divine appointments? Amen. Jesus said, And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Hallelujah. When he hang on the cross of Calvary, he shed his precious blood for A-L-L. -L, everybody that will receive him. Amen. No matter what kind of status you have, no matter what kind of race you are, no matter what is going on in your life, if you will turn to him, hallelujah, he died for you. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And the scripture goes on. Jesus answered in verse number 10 and 11. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? She was focused on the carnal. Amen. How many times have we missed a blessing because we've been focused on the carnal? Amen. How many times have we missed something right in front of our eyes because we're too focused on the carnal? Amen. But I love, Jesus said, if thou knewest the gift of God. Ah, I tell you, I could preach right here for a minute. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I thank God that Romans 6.23 didn't stop there. It said, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody praise God in this place. How many times do we stay too focused on the carnal that we miss out on the gift of God? Woo! That'll preach. Amen? And then the Bible brings out here that she was just, she was just still too focused, too focused on the carnal. She was skeptical at this point. There are many that hear the word and resist. Amen? It's the opposite of faith, trying to figure things out with the carnal mind. But then the scripture goes on in verses 13 through 15. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. See, when we drink the water of this world, we will thirst again. There's only one water that can satisfy. We go through this world, this life, if we don't know Christ, we go through trying to find something. We have an emptiness inside and we try to find something to satisfy. We try all kinds of different things in the world, but I'm here to tell you today that there's only one thing that will satisfy that emptiness in your spirit, amen, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. He said, him that drinketh of the water that I shall give shall never thirst, amen, but it will spring up into everlasting life. The Bible says that there's pleasure in sin for a season, but at the end of the day we'll be left wanting and without. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5 and 6, but she who liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Too many people are focused on the carnal. Amen? But I thank God that the Bible tells us that there's more to life than this. Jesus said, I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Amen? Hallelujah? He came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Amen? That's something we ought to be thankful for. But see, she said, I want this living water. She said, I want this. And then what did Jesus do in the very next verse? He said in 16, 17, and 18, Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. 
And he whom thou now has is not thy husband, in that you said truly. Amen. He called out her sin. Who knows that Jesus will call out our sin? Amen. Hallelujah. In order to receive that living water that will never thirst again, the only thing that can satisfy is to turn from ourself. Hallelujah. The word repent means to turn from the way that we want to live, the things that we want to do, turn to Christ. Amen. Start pressing toward Christ. Paul said, he said, forgetting those things which are behind, I'm going to reach forth for the things yet to come. I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And we can do that through him. The psalmist said this. He said in Psalm 51, one of my favorite passages, he said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Do you acknowledge, or do you just sweep it under the rug? Amen? Do we acknowledge it? He's faithful and just to forgive us. Amen? He shed his blood on the, on the cross of Calvary so that we could be forgiven so that we could be changed, so that we could be set free, so that we can leave it behind. And then she began to talk to Jesus. She was starting to get it. She was starting to realize, hey, there's something going on here. And she had said in there, she said, I perceive that you are a man from God. You're a prophet sent from and then was talking about worshiping God. And then it came down to verse 25 and 26. And the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah comes, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto you am he. Hallelujah. See, he revealed himself as the Messiah. The woman now knows that she has had an encounter with Christ. But she was already starting to realize that she was having an encounter with him. Already, And the Samaritans, they had it almost right. They believed that he would tell them all things when he came. But who in here knows that Jesus Christ is the truth? Amen. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hallelujah. No other name given under heaven by which man must be saved. That name is Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about what God wants to do for you today. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. I'm here to tell you today that if there's anybody in here that's dealing with a broken heart, hallelujah, I know the one that can mend it, hallelujah. If there's anyone in here that's bound up, hallelujah, that's dealing with some kind of bondage, I know the one that can set you free, hallelujah. He wants to give us rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said he would. He didn't say I might. He said I will give you rest. Hallelujah. So many times we try to do things in ourselves. We try to do things in the carnal. We can leave it behind today. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever kind of struggle you're dealing with, whatever kind of fight with the flesh, 
whatever kind of sin, whatever kind of problem that you're dealing with, I know the one that changes things. Amen? He wants to take all those burdens off of you. The Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. What, a, what an honor. What, what We don't realize what we have that the Lord of lords and the King of kings cares for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if I ain't got any good news for you, that's the good news I've got for you. Amen. Hallelujah. The word gospel means good news. That's good news. He wants to provide for you in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He wants you to have goodness in your life and he wants you to dwell with him forever. Psalms 23, 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said in John 14, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah, like the blessed old song says, What a day, glorious day that's going to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's only through him we can have these things. He wants you to have peace in your life. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There we go again. You can't find peace in the things of the world. Amen. True peace can only be found through him. And I love that he said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. We have a choice. Where do we put our trust? Where do we put our faith? That's the choice that we have today. And the peace, that, uh, the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. And no matter what, he wants to save you and forgive your sin. I hear so many people. They just can't understand it. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5, 8, But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. We didn't deserve it. We couldn't earn it. Hallelujah. But he did it because he loves us. Amen. And we all have equal opportunity to salvation, to freedom. The Bible says, Jesus said these words. He said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. See, he's there for you. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but he's there for you. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, whatever weight you're carrying, he's there for you today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, if you turn to him, he is there. The Bible says, Jesus said, All the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. The book of Psalm, chapter 27, the Bible says, If my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me in. Who's the last to forsake you on this earth? Amen? Mommy and Daddy. But I'm here to tell somebody today that when it seems like you don't have anybody else, hallelujah, God is there for you, hallelujah. 
In Isaiah 49, 14 and 16, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and the Lord has forgotten me. Anybody ever feel like that? Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us otherwise. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this. It goes on and, and it says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Hallelujah. And you know how I know he won't forget? Because of what he did on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. He has scars on the palms of his hands. Amen. Where he took the nails that I deserved. Amen. And the nails that you deserved. Hallelujah. And he took it upon himself so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven for all the mess we've gotten ourselves into, so that we can be set free. Hallelujah. So that we don't have to carry it anymore. Amen. He wants to carry it for you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, when they took him to the cross of Calvary to hang there for you and I, they put those nail prints in his hands. The ones that we deserved. And that's a reminder for us of his love for us. Amen. <clears throat> I would that the worship team come back out here. But see, the choice is ours to make. He's there for each and every one of us. He's done the work. He's paid the price. When he hang on the cross of Calvary and he said, it is finished, he meant it. Amen. Hallelujah. He shed every drop of his precious blood so that we didn't have to carry stuff. But the choice is ours to make. And I can't figure out how anybody would turn away the forgiveness, love, and joy that's found in Christ. Amen. I was miserable. I was a wretch. And then I turned to the Lord and my whole life changed. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. There's no way we can have true peace, true joy, true happiness without a true life-giving, life-changing, life-saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So many people want to give him lip service. Amen. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. He said, you draw nigh to me with your lips. But your hearts are far from me. See, he don't want lip service. He wants live service. Amen. Hallelujah. If we turn to him and say, Lord, I commit to you today. Hallelujah. He'll change your life. I'm telling you right now. Hallelujah. But the Bible says in Hebrews 2, 1 through 3, Therefore we should be more attentive to what we have heard lest we drift away. For if the word spoken by angels was true and every sin and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? How shall we escape if we neglect the salvation that he paid, that God so loved us enough to give us his only begotten son that went to the cross of Calvary so that we could have that salvation? And the answer is we won't escape if we do neglect it. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and in the judgment. We will all give an account for our life. 
Amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 8, 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What does it matter if we gain the whole world? And then we're stuck in eternity without God. And then the Bible asks the question, what should a man give in exchange for his soul? Think of that. What's worth it? He's done all the work. He loves you so much. Why do we carry stuff around that we don't need to carry? Jesus, or the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. That's the good news that I have today. Amen. See, even though he knew this Samaritan woman's sin, he still had a divine appointment with her. He still sought after her. Amen. And I'm here to tell you today that if I'm preaching to anybody, he loves you and he wants you to come home. He wants you to lay it down. He don't want you to see you struggle like this. He don't want you to go through these things. He paid a high price so that we didn't have to do this. I've heard people say, well, brother, I've done too much wrong. The Bible tells me in Romans chapter 8, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing in your past that isn't fixable by the blood of Jesus. I feel the Lord. There's nothing in your past. He loves you regardless. See, he wants to help you. And all you need to do is invite him in. Say, Lord, here am I. I no longer want to live for myself. I want you to come into my life and I want you to change me. Listen. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus speaking to us. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He said, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. Is he knocking at the door of your heart today? He wants to have that relationship with you so much that he would even come to the door and knock. But so many people refuse to open the door. Ah. And then we get to the conclusion of this encounter with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And the Bible tells us that when this woman had come to the well, it was about the sixth hour. In other words, that was about noon. That was right in the heat of the day. This woman 
didn't want to be around anybody. She was carrying shame. We heard Jesus say, you've had five husbands and now you're living with one that's not your husband. She had shame, she had grief, she was embarrassed maybe. She was in isolation maybe. And I want you to understand that she came at this time, you know, it wasn't like today where we could just jump in a car and go and turn a knob on and put the water pot in the, in the trunk and drive back home. You know, this was work, it was labor. So to come in the middle of the day, it was difficult. But I want you to listen to this. When she had this encounter with the Lord Jesus, the Bible says in the 28th and 29th verse, the Bible says, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith unto the men, come and see a man which told me all things I ever did. Is not this the Christ, amen? Hallelujah. She left that water pot behind, amen? When this day started, it was just an ordinary day and her purpose was to go take this water pot, go fill it up, get back home. Amen. But when she had an encounter with Christ, everything changed, hallelujah. The purpose of her life completely changed in this moment. She came fully intending on just going through the motions, hallelujah. But after she had that experience, hallelujah, all the shame, all the grief, all the pain, all the sorrow, all the mistakes, all the failures, all the sins, all the baggage, all the heartache, hallelujah, she left it behind, amen. She left it behind when she had an encounter with Christ, hallelujah. And I'm here to tell somebody today that you can leave all that stuff behind, amen. Hallelujah. See, she went from an introvert to an extrovert. She went from reserved to bold. She went from an outsider, I want you to catch this, to an influencer, amen. All that shame was gone, all the regret was gone. She knew that she had found the Savior, amen? The Bible tells us that she went to the town and said, come and see a man, hallelujah. She became an evangelist right then. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is so good that when he changes your life, you can't help but want to tell somebody else, amen? And I want you to hear this last part. She found purpose in her life. She found her purpose so many times we walk around without purpose. It's only through Christ that we can find purpose. The devil wants us to have weight. The devil wants us to carry things that we don't need to carry. Why? Because it bogs us down and it weighs us down and it keeps us from fulfilling what God has called us to do. Amen? I want you to listen to this. In verses 39 and 40, the Bible says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Hallelujah. 
See, God is so good. Listen, I feel the Lord here. When we get rid of all the stuff, when we get rid of all the noise, when we find our purpose in God, the kingdom advances. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only do we get free, hallelujah, but others get free. Amen. Woo. Somebody praise the Lord in this place. Ah. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 and 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. If he did it for this woman, I'm preaching to somebody in here. I can feel it. He'll do it for you today. Amen. The Bible says he's no respecter of persons. Amen. He's the same. He had a divine appointment with this woman, and I just can't help but feel like he's got a divine appointment with somebody in here today. I feel God all over me. But whoever I'm speaking to, you can leave that water pot behind. This was her moment. And her whole life changed in this moment. And I believe it's somebody's moment in here today and your whole life can change in this place today. The Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whatever it is you're carrying around, you can leave that water pot behind today. You can leave it behind through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I would that everyone stand, bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to ask you, are you ready to leave it behind today? Are you ready to leave all that shame, that grief, those mistakes, those failures, that former life behind and receive Jesus today? The Bible tells us that as many as received him, he gave them power to become sons of God. Sons of God. If that's you today, I just ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you out. We'll all pray together here in just a moment. If I'm preaching to you and you say, I'm ready to leave that old life behind and I'm ready to start that new life with Christ, just ask you to raise your hand in this place. He's so good. Maybe you've been living in a form and a fashion that you know you're just not right. You're just not right where you need to be. Would there be any that say, I want to make it right today? Just raise your hand. We'll all pray together here in a minute. If you're online, watching online and you're ready to leave that old life behind, if you're ready to leave that shame and that grief, and you're ready to start that life with Christ, just send us a message and we'll reach out. I would that the prayer team would get in position. And if there's anybody that's 
the Lord's dealing with and you just want to talk to somebody about starting a new life with Christ, you come on up and let's talk. But if you're dealing with something in your life, maybe you've just got something on you that you want to lay down today, I implore you to come. Come and receive freedom. Come and lay it down at the altar. Amen? You can leave it behind today. I love y'all. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.